Welcome one, welcome all to uh, episode three of the latest season of FPL Face Off. It is, of course, the podcast where two comedians face off uh, at FPL. And th- it's fair to say the tables have turned somewhat. Um, it's, it's been an interesting start to the year, which, of, of course, we'll get on to. Uh, my name is Fitz and I'm joined, as always, by fellow comedian Tom Glover. Tom, how you doing, mate? Hello, mate. Lovely to be here as usual. Um, <laughs> I mean, if there was a way of cancelling people who run FPL podcasts, I feel I would have been cancelled already. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still clinging on with my with my latest red arrow. Who thought it was possible? But it has happened. <laughs> yes. Um, well, we, we will, of course, get on to that. I mean, both of us had a, a pretty, pretty crappy weekend for various reasons. Um, yours was kind of FPL based. Mine was just PL based and um after Brentford got <laughs> demolished and it 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 was clear that you weren't having a great game week um we more or less at the same time texted each other to say um do we have to <laughs> when we were trying yeah. to discuss when we're going to record again so um yeah it's been been a bit of a bruising start to the season for you yes it has um obviously last week i ended with a game week rank of 5 million and obviously an overall rank of 5 million I thought, oh well, but the good into... news is, the good news is, if you're if you're that low, surely a green arrow is coming, right? Of of course, exactly how I went into game week two, thinking how bad can it be, and um, I'm I'm fairly certain I am now the lowest ranked person who takes this game with any kind of level of seriousness, who treats it with any modicum of respect. Um, Forty five points this game week, uh, a game week rank of six point nine million. Um, which I, t- I didn't know that there's that many people playing at this point, <laughs> but, but there we are. Um, so yeah, I've, I'm down to to 6 million in the world now. Um, it, it's bas- I'm basically like FPL SWAT last season, only my team hasn't been hacked. I've done it to myself. <laughs> You've done it to yourself. Yes. Um, I mean, if, if we're using that as an example, shout out to FPL SWAT, but he did, of course, turn it round and... Uh, he very nearly beat me, even with his minus 180. So, you know, it is it is possible. And, um, you know, lots of people have had had bad starts and, and turned it around. So um, obviously for the dynamic of the pod, clearly I have to um, be sympathetic and, and not, not be as gloaty as you were. Wasn't it last season where you didn't get a single rank below 50K? Am I right in saying that? Well, overall, rank, I did have I did have game weeks last season, where, which were like yeah. five, six million. Um, game week ranks but obviously when it comes in game week 26 it doesn't mm. damage you quite as much as it does at the start of the season and my my team is n- looking at it now it's it's not that uh out there good i've got trent robertson and cancello in defense the best three defenders you'd think i've got, I've got salah i've got i've got martinelli i've had him from the start i've got harland up top, um, it was Kane last week. Uh, luckily, I managed to, to to take him out to get Harland in for his one assist against Bournemouth. <laughs> um, the big, the time. big area, the big area I went wrong um, is I foolishly thought that Jamie Vardy, uh, as a reliable striker who always starts the season well, playing yeah. against the, his favourite Premier League teams to play against, would be able to take on Gabriel Jesus. 
He's got one assist in two games and Jesus, who is owned by everyone who has ever downloaded the app for this game, <laughs> has, um, I don't know how many points you got this week. I think maybe 18. I, I didn't look. 19. Nine, 19 points, just the 19. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and of course, I went for Neto and Bailey, the, the, the yeah. double up that just keeps on giving. <laughs> if, if what it keeps on giving is disappointment, yes. Um, but... But I must, I must get a green arrow next week. It can't, <laughs> it can't be worse. The, surely well, there's like robots who are, all, there must be auto-pick teams ahead of me where people who've never <laughs> even looked at the app, let alone listened to a podcast, people who just downloaded the app by mistake, signed in for, well, this isn't for me, and now ranked above me in the league. They've, they've already teams, forgotten yeah, yeah. They've people given who've up. probably made teams get on. They're just going to have all players whose names begin with B. Big players <laughs> who have all got blonde hair. Those sort of teams will be ahead of me. I've, I've, I've tried really hard. I spent two months drafting this team. I was there the day the prices were released to get a low team ID. I've been, I've been making sketches based on my commitment to this game and passion and, for yeah, the game. Yeah, and passion for the game. I've mocked work colleagues when they showed me their teams and, and made their teams better. And here I am, seven, seven million game week rank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, it's, um, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. And, you know, I know if the shoe was on the other foot, you wouldn't gloat. And, and so oh, I would be absolutely loving it. And no, I wouldn't even speak. I know, I know I'd just would. be laughing. It's, how many um, people are actually, how many people are actually in this game? Uh, in FPL, yeah. How many people have signed up? I mean, what the, how do you the, check the game that? that we're talking about? Um, so, uh, I think you can do it on the website. Uh, it doesn't work on the app. So let me just right. have a little look here because I this do have the website. Um, live on ad- the subject of, um, yeah, on the, on the subject of Jamie Vardy. So I, I, I don't think we mentioned last week, but me and a few uh, mates from work did the draft league. Um, yes, which is which is actually a lot of fun. We should have thought about um, doing that, and maybe we maybe we could do it. But um, I picked Jamie Vardy part, well, partly because there was no one else available, and uh, partly because of your kind of theory that he would he would light uh, light up the switchboard, as it were. And uh, yeah, it's been a very very disappointing start to my FBL draft career, I must say. <laughs> yes, um, I've just found it nine point one million people. So there's. There's there two go. million losers out there who have done worse than me this game week. What absolute useless, and we don't swear on this podcast, but um, yeah, two million idiots out there who can't beat me at this silly game. Um, wow. Yeah, well, Jamie Vardy will do well. I think where I've gone wrong, well, one of the many places <laughs> I've gone wrong. Wait there, is... mate, because I've, I've got to point out, we do only have a limited time for this this podcast. So if you could, keep your um, theories down to maybe the next five, yeah. 10 minutes. That'd um, be really well, I, I, need, I need to vent and I'm sure Glenn can <laughs> edit it if he thinks it's too much. But um, yes, I just, I, I liked the idea of Vardy early on and I ignored the fact that Leicester clearly have issues. They've not signed a player this whole transfer window. They seem to be trying to sell everyone. And I also ignored the fact that Gabriel Jesus was doing amazingly in pre-season. And yes, looking back now, I should have been boring like the rest of you and just brought him in from the start. But yeah, there we go. And so how was your game week, mate? Better than mine. 
um yeah it was um it was um yes uh not the not the best game week in the world but um i finished on 68 uh so my overall rank is 1.4 million uh so yeah you know not not brilliant but also significantly better than than where you are at the moment so i've obviously got to be kind of pleased with that uh nico williams on my bench third on my bench was pretty disappointing um obviously that would have improved the situation uh raya in goal i was not expecting raya my 4.5 keeper to get me a clean sheet against man united but we will we'll come on to man united i'm sure um trent Cancelo and trippier uh happy with happy with that as a back three um bailey and neto similar to yourself um just an absolute waste of space and in fact i can reveal exclusively for the podcast they're already out of my team i've made my two free transfers for next week um salah son four points between them two most expensive players in the game that is not ideal uh, and then captain harland like everyone else and uh gabriel jesus up front so yeah it's all right it's all right it's um as i said i've, I've made my transfers uh, it was pretty frustrating because I was driving from back from France. Um, and you are welcome, by the way, for this wonderful audio quality, uh, listener. My, my apologies again if you're listening uh, to the last couple. But yeah, so I was listening to all of the football as it was going on. And, you know, when we were playing, when the Man United game was on, it was 40 degree heat. I had two dogs, two kids in the car and no one wanted to be in that car. And I would do that journey again, rather than watch the highlights of that match. Cause it was <laughs> just absolutely horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. It felt of all, <sighs> of all the terrible results you've had over the last few seasons, this one felt, uh, especially significant. The fact that it was four nil and it was four nil at half time. Um, and the, the way the goals were conceded were just, just Almost so like, sloppy. Yeah, they and and the worst the worst thing about it, Brentford took pity on us. I think Brentford took pity on us and and stopped kind of playing yeah. after the hour mark, and that is just humiliation. You know, we've just signed a fifty million centre back who got hauled off at half time, and he didn't have a good day. And it's just, I don't know, I could bore you till, till I'm blue in the face about the the situation at Man United, but, you know, it is it is rotten. And unfortunately, yeah. we are right in the midst of the worst period of, of football fandom of my entire life. <laughs> and as an, outs- as an outsider looking in, it, you couldn't have ever imagined that five foot two Lissandro Martinez was going to struggle <laughs> against Ivan Tony in the air. But um, I guess... I guess looking back now that, that that was something we should have looked out for. Um, yeah. <laughs> or that I mean, David I, De Gea would, would not be able to play out from the back. I don't know how we never I saw mean, that coming. David De Gea, don't, um, we're going to talk about De Gea later on, but um, yeah, I think, you know, if, if we, if we start to, let's, let's kind of have a little look at the, the weekend and, and I'll start by dissecting that Man United performance, I suppose. Um, yes, because um, listener, dear listener, we are we are taking a new approach this week. Uh, we we don't want to hmm. be a podcast that goes on for for two hours. So we're each going to pick a game each week that we're going to have our little opinion on, and then we're going to pick out our our two key standout players of the week and our two players that um, 
don't appeal that we feel you need to get rid of if they're in your team popular players who need who deserve the chop um so we're, yes we're, so we're, tell it like it is tom we're ripping off too good too bad so we will literally pick two good players each and too bad <laughs> yes and and hopefully match of the day two gets bored of that feature and we can claim it as our own but in, <laughs> instead of it'll be two good fpl picks and two bad fpl picks rather than like uh, a boy at a football pitch who um, falls <laughs> down off his chair or something like that, yes. or or a man with some funny face paint on. It won't. It won't be that. No, I think that would that would work pretty poorly for a, for a podcast. So I think we're we're in agreement. <laughs> just des- <laughs> just describing an instant yeah. in the crowd. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. So um, I am in. I'm in a little WhatsApp group with um, some. There's there's only four of us in in this league, and three of us are Man United fans. And at the start of the season, we. Um, or on deadline day we also showed our um, teams and I got the piss ripped out of me by two of my mates because I didn't have a Man United player in there now one of those has is now stuck with David De Gea and uh, Tyrell Malassia and one of them has got Dello. now I love Man United and I will always love Man United but they are literally a wait and see and unfortunately what we've waited and seed or saw I should say is just absolutely horrendous there's no assets there there's no assets and um to my mind i think ronaldo is throwing his toys out the pram and i think that's caused real um unrest amongst the dressing room uh when we were on tour yes we had martial and we looked we looked totally different you know we we started playing well and i think there was a real kind of spirit and and unity amongst the squad which is something ten Hag has, has really tried to to promote and of course now we've got Ronaldo back in and he just doesn't want to be there it's obvious and so you know people like Bruno Fernandes who was was talisman for us and you couldn't not have him in your team a couple of years ago he is um he's nowhere no one's anywhere you know there isn't a single Man United player not one that I would put in my FPL team at the moment and that and they all they all look so tempting at the start of the season because they are all ah. they've all taken massive price drops and they're all potentially yeah. premium assets, well, not all of them, but there's some potential premium assets there who Absolutely. we'd love to have. And you actually, it shows some some growing signs of maturity in your FPL management that you didn't start the season with a Manchester United asset because it is hard to get rid of that bias to your side before the season starts. Yeah, especially with right. a new manager coming in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, players like Rashford at six point five million, he was in nearly all my drafts, and you know, I could well have could well have started without him but they look absolutely well they are devoid of confidence they are not a team we've got Ericsson playing one week in a false nine position which is not his position and one week as like the sweeper but just in front of the back four kind of thing and we're trying to play a way that the players aren't ready for and aren't confident for and Ten Hag's got a, a big job on his hand and he's really got to got to turn it around and, and learn some lessons pretty quickly but but yeah trying to keep it kind of FPL based as I say there is there is nothing not, not one Man United player at the moment remotely appeals and we've got Liverpool next so you know we we could well be and I hope we're not but we could well be three games in bottom of the league minus 10 goal difference horrendous that's a very insightful look for the listener but what about Brentford I'm sure Brentford must have some tempting players Brentford have got some good fixtures coming up Brentford have got some good fixtures coming up and um, I have uh, signed one of those assets for for my team Uh, I don't mind telling you that 
yeah, they've they've got a nice uh, well, they've got a really nice run of, of fixtures uh, in in the next kind of couple of weeks, and I'm just getting that up now. Uh, so obviously they've got Fulham, Everton, Crystal Palace, Leeds, Southampton, Arsenal, and Bournemouth. So the next kind of until one might consider a wild card, I'm I'm probably thinking around wild, uh, game week eight. You know, you could feasibly have. Um, Double or, or triple Brentford, depending on on how you're looking, and and in fact, I think Ivan Tony, although he didn't kind of score, uh, he got I think he got a couple of assists, and he was he was a danger man. You know, they had a game plan. He said that afterwards, we're that we're going to play the ball long to Ivan Tony. He's going to knock it down, but they just looked, and we made them look like absolute world beaters. You know, they were pressing us, and it's quite well revealed I think or quite well known that Ten Hag um, did something very old school and brought the players in for running the day after because they ran 13.8 kilometres more than us over the but course of the game. How many managers do United have to go through? Is second Ten Hag going to be the answer? I mean looking no. back now Solskjaer was, was doing an alright job. He seemed to have been mm-hmm. getting rid of some of the, the bad apples as it were the deadwood and Bought some yep. sort of at least identity back to United, and that's Agreed. all been derailed again. Um, obviously, the, the fans are planning a protest for the Liverpool match. They're protesting to get the Glaciers out. Mm-hmm. I guess that's that is what needs to happen. The glaciers need to go and just rebuild the club from the bottom up. Yeah, you're exactly right. And and unfortunately, um, I said it a couple of years ago. I I said to a friend of mine that I would I would almost take like a good few years of utter, utter disappointment from a football point of view, or almost like contemplate relegation if it meant that the Glazers looked at Man United in a different way and thought, right, well, we're not in a position to, why would we want to stay here? And again, I won't, I won't bore you with this or rant on it too much, but the Glazers, I've, I've been reading quite a lot about it and I thought I was quite well versed in it, but very briefly, they've what they've done, they're the only club Man United, the only club in the Premier League who pay dividends to their board members, i.e. the Glazers. So all the other clubs, all 19 clubs, they if they bring in money, that stays within the club. It gets invested. It gets obviously people get paid, but it gets invested in in players and facilities. And in terms of debt, Man United have got six hundred million pounds worth of debt, which they've had for the 15, 20 years since the Glazers have been there. Arsenal and Tottenham have got more debt. But that's because they've financed brand new stadiums. We haven't done that. All we've done is given the Glazers. The Glazers have taken an estimate of one billion pounds out of Man United, a billion pounds. And a lot of players say, oh, yeah, we've bought, we've bought poorly. We have bought really poorly. Some of the players we've bought have been utterly horrendous and shouldn't have ever worn the shirt. Um, but that money didn't come from the Glazers, not like um, Chelsea or uh, Inter Milan or PSG or City. Any of those clubs, they have the owners have come in, said, right, that's money, invest it, invest it in players. Man United have done the polar opposite. Man United have earned money from sponsorship deals and revenues, and that's what they've spent on players. So yeah, we have spent money, but we haven't invested. And and as you say, until that situation changes, unfortunately, the club is 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 in real, real, real trouble. And what do you think about Rico Henry at four and a half million? <laughs> oh dear! A very erudite and passionate rant about Manchester United, mate. I do, I do feel your pain because 
I mean, we sat with Mourinho and then Nuno for a couple of years and it does feel hopeless when you're you're watching your team every week and you know it's going to not be enjoyable at best and you're going to be thrashed by Brentford at worst. Um, but it can change around very quickly because uh, at the moment I'm loving life with Conte in charge at Tottenham, grabbing that, that draw, uh, which we didn't deserve in the last seconds against Chelsea the other night. Um, yeah, so you can, it can change your mentality very quickly. Uh, you mentioned about going for the Brentford triple up or double up, um, double up. Which two, three players would you be looking at in the Brentford team? Well, I've got Raya in goal, who um, obviously didn't have an awful lot to do on um, on Saturday. Uh, I've now signed... Uh, I'll exclusively reveal that one of my players uh, on my radar is De Silva, um, so much on my radar that, that I've, I've signed him. Um, <laughs> and I think I'd, I'd be very tempted. Uh, again, the issue with my team is the structure side of it because of having Son in there. So the only way for me to free up funds for basically anyone now is for me to downgrade Son or one of my kind of premium defenders. So I'm certainly not going to be downloading Son, uh, sorry, downgrading Son for a little while because this is the the run of fixtures that I wanted him in. So realistically, it would be Umbomo for I think Umbomo's six million, isn't he? So yes, it would be good. It would be good to have uh, him or uh, Ivan Tony would be the ideal. But again, looking at my looking at my team, it's very difficult for me to to get that money unless I downgrade a Cancelo or a Trent um, or of course Jesus or Haaland. But again, why would I? Yeah. You can't change any of those players. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Josh to Silva obviously obviously scored again, um, but the goal was Mm -hmm. sloppy. Like it shouldn't have been conceded. Um, There's a shot, a speculative shot from outside the box. And there is a concern. Mm -hmm. I think that with Damsgaard coming in, he could lose his, lose his place. He's a young player coming back from injury. So yeah, I I I like him but as a four and a half million option. Who's now four point six, soon to be four point seven. But I, I'm That's not why sure. I went for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure he's going to be locked in, as it were. Um, yeah, Ivan Tony's great. Raya, I think, is the best keeper option at the moment, uh, especially with the fixtures they've got. And I I, I like Rico Henry in defence as as a attacking wing back. Um, yeah, there's lots of good options at Brentford at the moment. And yeah, if you can get get them in, I think it's worth it. Um, moving yeah. on to the, the game that I'm going to talk about. I, I was at Boardmasters Festival this weekend, so I didn't see much of the football, but I did catch uh, most of the Liverpool game last night. It was on in the corner as I was watching a documentary of some kind on Netflix with my partner. Uh, <laughs> but, but it was, yeah, it was a roller coaster ride. I think, I, think, for, I think we're all wondering what the documentary you're watching. Some sort of documentary is a little bit vague and, and it doesn't. Yeah, I can't, but to be honest, I was watching Liverpool and then she'd nice. occasionally make a comment about the documentary and I just nod my head and say, yeah, that was, <laughs> oh, that's terrible that they did that to that man, <laughs> woman, child. Um, it, it was a Netflix documentary, so I imagine it was about someone being abducted or someone killing a relative. Almost Something light. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or Darren Nunes headbutting a defender. Um, yes. Yeah, it was a roller coaster ride for FPL managers that game. Um, obviously, yeah. Nunes looked, started the game because Firmino was injured. He looked lively. He, he looked like an asset. He was right in the center of things again. Salah was pushed out a bit wide. And then. There's a moment of madness, head butted Pontus Janssen, was it? Um, uh, no, 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 it's Crystal um, Palace there playing. Talking about Brentford. Yeah. Um, Joachim Anderson. Anderson. 
Joachim Anderson. And um, obviously he'll be banned now for the next three games. So he has immediately ruled himself out as an asset for, for three game weeks at least. And yeah. I'm not sure he walked back into the team now because Jota will be coming back from injury. Jota's never really let Liverpool down if he comes in and starts scoring goals. Um, Nunes having headbutted a player and, and cost Liverpool points is going to have to prove himself again to get back in that side. And then I point. own that I own a double Liverpool defence uh, who obviously blanked for the second week running. <laughs> and Robertson was hauled off, I think, after 62 minutes. So, yeah, that was disappointing. And the real winners, of course, were, were the Luis Diaz owners who he scored a worldie of a goal who's just cemented himself yeah. even further into that team. Um, yeah, it's the sort of goal you expect Salah to score, just like taking the game by the scruff of its neck, just like doing it on his own. Um, yeah, it was a very I good still, goal. I still think as an FPL manager, the, the Liverpool triple-up I would go for is the double defence and Salah. I mean, the DS goal was great, but that is not a goal that's got a high XG. That's not a goal you expect him to score every week. Um, and I just think the Robertson clean sheet is more consistent despite the fact he's not got one yet this season um, what let's, do you think let's yeah so that's that's a really interesting point because I mean I I would have looked at that and thought exactly the same to be honest however let's look so Liverpool they've got United next Bournemouth I think they'll probably keep a clean sheet although Bournemouth obviously you know um, are a little bit more plucky than than people thought and um, I've forgotten Man United again probably I hate to say it, but probably looking at a, another clean sheet there. I think that's Newcastle, a clean sheet. Yeah, yeah Newcastle, um, they again look look pretty good. So it wouldn't surprise me if Newcastle scored, particularly seeing as Crystal Palace have scored, for example. Um, Everton, clean sheet, probably Wolves, clean sheet. Yeah, so I think there's probably in the next six or seven, they are probably looking at two, two you'd think maybe three guaranteed clean sheets. That's fair enough. But I would say over that period of time, um, if I was targeting an asset now for Liverpool, I, it would be Luis Diaz, I think, just because I could see him scoring uh, definitely against Man United, Bournemouth, I, all those teams I've just mentioned, I could see him scoring against even Chelsea in uh, game week eight, I think it is. So, um, but then, you know, I suppose with the, the advantage to to Robertson of course is if Liverpool do get a clean sheet then you're laughing and Robertson's also very very good at assists so I don't know they'll probably both get 200 points over the season I would say that's the thing I think it's a bit like last year there was a lot of debate over Robertson or Jota and ultimately Mm. um, you you could have gone with either and you'd have been happy as long as you had the third asset Um, I think it yeah it's more down to how you want your team to look obviously Robertson saves you a million but he takes up a defender spot and defenders are the the best value assets it feels like I mean who am I to to say that ranked six million but it feels like that's where I want to put my money at the moment um and there's a lot of there's not so many midfield options um so yeah that's that's my take on that game uh, looking at the too good, too bad. We need to think of a different name for that feature. But um, <laughs> my 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 too good this week uh, would be Reese James. I mean, obviously, a lot of people own Reese James, but there was some concerns going into the season. Would he be playing centre back? Would he mm. be playing there permanently if they got in a sort of Jules Conde or someone? Um, who's he going to be paired up with? Is Chilwell going to be on the other side? Is it Kukurea? Who knows? But 
against Tottenham, Kukurea in uh, a left wing back. He's he's not as attacking as James, and James was so far forward and took a goal like a striker once again. He looks like he's going to be a great attacking option. And to be honest, even if he plays at centre back for six million in the Chelsea defence, yeah. that's still a good price, I think. Yeah, difficult to argue with that. Um, it was very, very disappointing for me. Again, I was listening to the game driving through France and I thought that he'd scored. It, they said it, they thought that Kane's goal was an own goal and um, by Rhys James. And I'd have been delighted for that to have been the case because I'm not a Rhys James owner. But alas, yes, um, I was, I was yeah. delighted anyway because Spurs scored. And obviously, yeah, we... We had a bit of luck in that game. Like Romero should have been sent off for pulling Cucurello oh by his hair. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that. I I love that. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I you, just you love having players in your team who do stuff like that, especially when they get away with it. Um, yeah, and I I love the handshake at the end, at the end of the game. Um, yeah. I don't want to get all Graham soonest about this. But um, it was just a group of human beings hitting another group of human <laughs> beings Very and having good. a jolly good time out there. Uh, Very nice. But yes. So Reese James, and uh, my second for the two good selection is Gundogan at, at City. I'm I'm really intrigued by him as an asset. Like there was obviously a period a couple of seasons ago when Gundogan went mad when he was playing in a slightly more attacking midfield role, and he seems to be doing that again, like linking up with Haaland. Being given a bit more freedom to sort of get forward, and Bernardo Silva's sort of out in the cold at the moment could be getting a move away. And at seven and a half million, he could be a really good uh, attacking City asset to go with, uh, especially with the likes of like Foden came off at half time, Grealish was benched for the start of the game, Alvarez is battling with Mares as well. We don't really know who else to go for in that City attack. Um, any thoughts on Gundogan? Yeah, I think um, I think he's a proven asset. I I got onto him because he had a, a streak of I think it was roughly half the season, but certainly there was you know f- fifteen game weeks or so um, where he was he was a, a real asset, and I got in quite early with that. So so that was good. I'll always have a little bit of t- a little bit of time for for Gundogan. Um, again, it's it's a good city asset to to have a nice way to kind of get into the team and and relatively relatively cheap. Um, <laughs> Moving on to my two good, uh, I the first one I'm going to go for is is one that hurts, and that's Dean Henderson, um, a great 4.5 million keeper. Obviously, had a hell of a um, hell of a, a day on Sunday, which was was really good. You know, the romantic in me loves that Nottingham Forest are back in the in the big time, and I think that's all he really needs is all he really wanted was to to play for a, a team and be the number one you know and I think he could could go on to to do very well and from an FPL point of view four saves including a penalty save three bonus you know I think it was a 15 pointer he got um so yeah you got to be you got to be pleased with that if you are um a Dean Henderson owner uh, I am not um and in yeah, terms of I've- Sorry, I think uh, yeah, I I rated him as a keeper at, at Sheffield United, and the good thing about having a good keeper in a, a team like that is that they're more likely to get bonus than the likes of Edison or Allison. I mean, I think yeah. we still the jury's still out a bit on Nottingham Forest in how they're going to be going forward because West Ham United had a lot of that game and were very unlucky not to score. Um, yeah, but but yeah, he's he does look like a good option, and annoyingly that the guy at 
the guy at work who <laughs> who's to be my mocked, he did have Henderson in goal. Ah, very annoying. Very frustrating. Um yeah, so you know, he's he's certainly one of the standout options uh for that kind of uh budget budget keeper. Um and then very quickly to to round off this section of of the the pod in terms of the two good it's the most owned player in the game i've got to talk about him gabriel jesus um was phenomenal against leicester um two goals two assists three bonus a 19 pointer um he just looks like a player who is exactly what Arsenal needed. Um, apparently, he's been made kind of vice captain along with Granit Xhaka, so he's he's obviously really well liked already, and he's the focal point. You know, Arsenal yeah. But do you are, even need to discuss Jesus they, considering they everyone really in the game nice surely kind of owns football it now, are a good advert for I mean, sticking with surely only only a, 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 a casual kind of SPL manager with kind of staff little season, to no idea Jesus of how looked, to play the game um, would go without such a, a I think high quality, high reason, low price, very lowly priced in my opinion. Or maybe a true maverick of the game. I think there were some other mavericks out there. I think late riser didn't own Jesus. I'm pretty sure that Mark Southern's never owned Jesus, so I'm in good company. Um, if very highly or lowly ranked company, <laughs> yes, <laughs> which way you want to yes. look at it. Um, right, yes. let's move on to two bad. Then there's lot there's lots of bad picks because I, I can see them in my team, um, but, <laughs> um, and both both of these are in my team, and one of them is my best performing players. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, too bad. <laughs> my first one has to be uh, Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey, who I had so much belief in at the start of the season, he did so well in preseason. He was their main attacking threat at Villa. And I, I also thought Villa were going to do well. They had good opening fixtures, home to Everton, away to Bournemouth. The best, the best two opening fixtures of any side, I thought. And then, obviously, he's he's done nothing in those two games. Three points in total, and he got twelve minutes against Everton. He's and they won as well, so he probably won't be in the team this week either. Away at Palace, not that I'd expect him to get a return anymore. Um, he's dropped in price. Oh, yeah, no, he's not. He's not quite dropped in price yet, but I believe he is. He's due to drop in price. Um, he is imminent. Yeah, is imminent. So yes, definitely. If you've got Leon Bailey, it, it's time to say goodbye. They've got Crystal Palace away next, and then they've got West Ham at home, Arsenal away, City at home, Leicester away. It's just a horrible little run of fixtures now as well. So yeah, get him out. And um, my second too bad. Or did you want to say anything about Leon Bailey, or have I covered it? Uh, I, I, you've covered it pretty well. I mean, I, I don't mind um, telling you he is a player that I've got rid of um, because I did. I wanted to benefit from some other players' price rising and him price falling. So yeah, he's he's long gone. And with those fixtures they've got coming up, why would why would you even consider it? Yeah, get and rid. He's, he's a good player. He could he could have done well. It wasn't a bad pick. I don't think we've just been unlucky. Um, yeah, he's a good attacking player and Villa just been awful. And the second too bad, he's actually played well. Um, and this is a bit harsh, I guess, but Kieran Trippier for me, uh, he's got 14 points in the first two, for 14 points in the first two games. Um, but now Newcastle that's not got, good enough for you. <laughs> that's not good enough for me. It's probably 50% of my points, but, <laughs> but I've, <laughs> as an FP manager who has in the past been successful, you need to know when to cut and run. You've got your points. Get off of find someone else. And I'd say if 
if I had Kieran Trippier this week and I had no other fires to put out, I, I'd get him out of my side at five million. There's plenty of good four and a half million options. Look at Sleeber at Arsenal at four and a half million, Dunk at Brighton. And um at Newcastle have got City in the next game, which you wouldn't expect a clean sheet in that match. Uh, they then go away to Wolves. Go yeah. away to Wolves, which is but yeah, there's a clean possible considering Pedro Neto obviously can't score a goal either. Um, but then away to Liverpool, a terrible fixture again. And then Crystal Palace and West Ham, who are both good teams. So I, I don't like their next five fixtures. Possibly one clean sheet in those five, I imagine. So yeah, I, I'd cut and run on Kieran Trippier now. It's maybe greatly. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, um, you, you broke up a little bit there, but hopefully that's just for me rather than for the audio. Just on just on Kieran Trippier, um, I think he is... I think the clean sheets for me have been a bit of a bonus, um, to be honest. I think that he's uh, likely to pick up assists and I think with his free kick ability as well, I think he's probably going to get a couple of goals. So he's um, he's going to be staying in my team, I think, for, for a little while. But... Um, but yeah, it's it's good to know that you can turn your 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 fickle enough that you can turn on one of your star players, um, just because they've got. You've a got to of kill your darlings. Fixtures. You've got to kill your darlings. <laughs> He's got one bonus point in the last two two games as well. One bonus point in each game, and he 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 is a potential assist uh, getter, but he he hasn't got one yet, and he hasn't scored yet. Um, I definitely have him in my team at some point, but I just don't like this next run of five fixtures. Um, so yeah, I get him out. Uh, and, and you're too bad. Who are you too bad? So um, the first one is going to be from uh, the last game of the game week. I'll go for Darwin Nunes. Um, I saw FPL Raptor tweeted um, to say that someone on his timeline uh, took a minus four at half time to take out um, Robertson for Nunes. And then 10 minutes later, Nunes gets a red card. Um, I thought it was wonderful shithousery from um anderson there was uh, footage of him kind of tussling as a good center back does you try and rile up the the opposition striker he did it perfectly and nunez took the bait absolute idiot um you know i i don't have my team i've um, i'm not disappointed that he's not going to play against man united uh it's one less thing for us to to worry about um in a in a sea of many many things to worry about but um but yeah i think that on your home debut that is that is not what you want at all and for those people who've got him in their team there's a couple in one of my mini leagues who captained him good you you get what you deserve (laughs) (laughs) yeah he he looked a great asset and i'm sure he will be but um he is a, a bullet dodged if you haven't already got him in and he makes yeah. the Liverpool triple up slightly easier. It's now between Robertson and Diaz rather than Robertson, Diaz and Diaz. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And the second bad option? Um, I mean, I've touched on it earlier, the the whole of the Man United team, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with De Gea. Um I just think that he I was listening to a podcast talking about how, you know, Solskjaer and Mourinho got the best out of People like De Gea. De Gea hasn't really had a good season. He's he's made lots of saves, but he hasn't been world class for. He's not the same keeper he was four years ago. You know, he's he's been found out a little bit. I think and opposition teams know 
shoot early and you've got a chance against him. And if it's a corner, we're going to crowd him and he doesn't like that. And I just think that he is, ironically, um, you know, when we chose not to stick with Dean Henderson, I think that that's what we should have done. My hope is that De Gea, um, you know, survives this season and, and does all right. But I really hope that next season we we bring Dean Henderson back and give him a chance to kind of stake a claim for for that shirt. Well, judge, judging by Dean Henderson's comments when he, he left the forest, it doesn't sound like he wants to come back. <laughs> but um, but yeah. yeah, who knows where United will be by the start of next season. Well, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I just think, you know, he's not the right keeper to be playing what, what Ten Hag wants. He's he's obviously, he's not confident. His decision making, you know, that that first goal was was woeful and to pass it to Ericsson when there's two Brentford players in the box with him is is just madness. So, yeah, he is... He is in my too bad, and I, I would I would struggle to find anyone who would um, take him out of my my too bad camp. No, and I, I don't think many players people have got him in, but yeah, there will be United fans out there who were buoyed by the by the season um, by my the start mate, of the season, my mate Lewis. by the preseason, yeah, yeah. and would have got him in. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Any United assets that you need to get rid of them, especially before the Liverpool game this weekend, get him out. Um, right, a bit, a bit of light relief now. Of course, every week we uh, have a little um, addition to the podcast from uh, a very successful footballer, Mr. Jack Grealish, and he has once again sent us his diary. Um, so are, are you ready for an extract from Jack Grealish's diary? If I ever say no to that question, <laughs> I want to be put down. <laughs> Lovely stuff. There we go. This weekend, I went to Bournemouth to sit on the bench at the Vitality Stadium. Stonesy leant over to me and said, here, Jack, it's quite ironic it's called the vitality when half of this crowd look like they're about to die. I laughed long and hard and then Googled the words ironic and vitality. (laughs) I still don't get it. (laughs) People think Stonesy is just a big gormless lump, but he's one of the cleverest blokes I've ever met. After every training session, he sits and watches Tipping Point and The Chase and writes all the answers down in a little black book. (laughs) (laughs) When he retires, he's told me that he's going to put all the answers onto the internet and use them to make his own Google. (laughs) (laughs) P.S. Don't put that bit on your podcast because Duncan Ballantyne keeps trying to rip off his ideas. Stonesy was actually the first person in the country to make reggae reggae sauce by mixing ketchup with pineapple juice and digestive biscuits. (laughs) (laughs) But Bannantyne saw it, got Levi Roots the recipe, and suddenly no one is buying John's jazz juice anymore. (laughs) Right, I've got to go as John is taking me to play the pub quiz machine in Weatherspoons tonight. He does the answers. I press the buttons. Laters. <laughs> oh well, I'm, I mean, I've got, I've got to say, I, I, I do think that Jack has has come back rejuvenated after his um, break. I feel like he was getting a bit worn down towards oh, the God. middle and end of last season, but he's oh, back he, with a bang. He refused, and... he refused to write a diary entry after game week nine, and um, producer Glenn yeah. slagged him off in a a, a pre podcast <laughs> meeting. <laughs> And yeah, he's well, still off. He's the hundred million pound player. He shouldn't be getting that kind of stick from from a producer no. of a, a lowly listened to podcast. But um, he, he's back. <laughs> he's water under the bridge. 
Um, he told Pep where to go, but he he won't tell producer Glenn where to go. He he respects no. him. Well, I've got I've got to say that was one of my favourite. <laughs> Uh, one of my favourite Greenish okay. Diaries ever. So thank you very much, oh, Jack, for, for getting back in touch. It's, uh, yeah, it's great to hear you. Yes, much appreciated. Um, <laughs> right then, so let's have a little look ahead to game week three to, to round things off um, for us this evening. Uh, would you like to go first? Um, you go first, mate, because cool. I've got a lot to discuss. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um so let's um, have a little look at my team. Now I have made two transfers and two free transfers and they're both transfers that I'm looking at now and I'm thinking, what was I thinking? Um, now I, I moved early because of price rises. So both the players that I've gone for have had price increases and certainly one, if not two of the players that I've sold um, were imminently going to lose value so it was either make the move or or not be able to do it so I've got rid of um, Bailey and I've got rid of Neto I just think Neto has had a lovely bit of skill but he hasn't looked um, he hasn't looked as good as I thought he would I don't know why I was putting a lot of faith in Wolves who, who aren't aren't known for kind of high scoring and the two players that I've gone for a little bit risky with one of them but um, and possibly knee jerk with them both but I've gone for De Silva who yes you know four and a half 4.6 million but I just think Brentford's run of fixtures is is looking really nice now and hopefully he um, can continue his kind of decent run of form and the other one is probably the best or certainly the highest scoring player in the game so far and it's Rodrigo Um, Leeds have looked have looked pretty good um, they have got some interesting fixtures, uh, but they've got Chelsea first up, which is, you know, obviously the the tough one. But then after that, they've got Brighton, Everton, Brentford, Nottingham Forest. And while all of those teams are, are capable of, of shutting them out, I do think that Leeds have, oh, well, I'm, I'm banking on Leeds, hopefully kind of <clears throat> continuing to score and him being involved now that Bamford is injured. Um, he's gone from 2.2% owned to 9.1%. So, you know, it's not just me jumping on that bandwagon, but he is still a differential. So that's um, that's me. And that means that as I prepare for this game week, um, I've got a very difficult decision. Well, it's not really, I can't really, I can't really do it. Last season, I, I captained Mo Salah. I was at a wedding. I captained Salah against Liverpool and I have not lived it down. Um, so... I, while I do believe that Salah is the best option, um, Son is in the early game against Wolves and I just hate captaining in the early game because if it doesn't go well, it ruins your whole weekend. So as it stands, I will have a team that is uh, Raya in goal, Trent, Cancelo, Trippier, Nico Williams, Salah, Son, Rodrigo, Da Silva, captains Jesus and Haaland. Uh, and that's me. You've got some good players there, mate. You, Son at Wolves is captaincy potential, as you say. Salah, I think, is going to have a field day against United. I think also the fact that United were so... They celebrated the, the win against Liverpool in pre-season friendly so vehemently. And the fans were like really pushing it down the throats of the Liverpool fans and, and the Liverpool team. That I think that's really going to not do you any... Do you any uh, favors? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think. Yeah, it's not going to do you any favors um, at the weekend. They're going to, yeah, 
they want I, you I, to they want that game to be abandoned because you're so upset i think yeah yeah and, and and i also think that with all the protests that are going on there's a lot of talk of emptying old trafford and for the biggest fixture in our calendar united versus liverpool if crowds disperse even if it's like half the crowd or a quarter of the crowd a significant amount of the crowd then i think that would send that would send a message however the flip side of that is the message to the, the players on the pitch is you know you're so shit that we we literally don't want to stay and watch uh, I'm, so I'm not a, sure you're going to need a protest. Way. I'm not sure you're going to need a protest to empty <laughs> that stadium, to be honest, mate, because I think it could be three or four nil, like like this week. If Brentford can be four nil up by half time, imagine what a Liverpool yeah. team who have just drawn two games on the bounce and need to get a result are going to do against you. Um, yeah, I, I would be frightened as a United fan and I'm going to have three Liverpool assets going into that game, I'm pretty sure, um, particularly because I am on wildcard. Wow, we! I pulled okay. that trigger. Something had to be done. Ranked at six million in the world, yeah. there are too many fires. Jamie Vardy, yes, he's at home to Southampton, but I'm not going to go about Jesus for another week. Neto and yeah. Bailey both stinking up my team. Matty Cash in defence, three points in yeah. two games. The Ward and Iverson double up in goal for Leicester. Uh, cannot keep a clean sheet to save their life. Um, so yes, I pulled the trigger. Cool. It's looking at the moment that there's definite players I'm going to have. I'm going to have Raya and Ward in goal, uh, starting with the Brentford keeper and Ward will be there to come in when needed. I'm definitely going to have Trent, James and Cancelo in defence. Uh, Salah, Martinelli and Kulazewski in the midfield. And Haaland and Jesus up top. Now, until last night, Darwin Nunes was going to be in there as well. Yeah. Because... That was a good opportunity to wildcard and get those free big hitters up top, which other people don't have. And then obviously him being sent off has changed that. So I, I may now go for Ivan Tony up top as well. Or Ooh, I, I like may that. put that money into the back. <clears throat> I may put the money into defence and, and bring in... I'd like to bring in Doherty and Perisic. Spurs are going to kick off in the early kickoff, so we should know who the wing backs are going to be for Spurs. If we get told that it's Doherty and Perisic, I, I may take the risk and bring them both in. Wow. Because Spurs have a good run. The wing backs do a lot of the attacking work in that side. And I may be able to get in get in on them early, like I did on the Chelsea wing backs last year. It may be my chance to sort of take on the template a little bit. But if we don't get that news, I will go with Ivan Tony up top and and just keep the three free strikers up top and go probably three four three or or four three three. But yes, I'm on wild cards. So next week. If I'm at six million on wildcard and don't get a green arrow, there may not be any more Grealish diaries or podcasts <laughs> ever again. Yeah, I think um, you know I was I was reading an article someone shared on Twitter, and um, it was from it was from one of the previous winners. Uh, it might have even been um, the guy who won it last year, and he wildcarded really early, and he said that you know it, his team wasn't necessarily in the worst shape but he knew that he needed to capitalise on on other players. And, and that's that seems to me exactly what you're doing. It's probably what I would do in your situation. You can't fix that with two free transfers. You know, you need to make wholesale changes now. And um, and that, that seems like a really decent team. Martinelli is someone I'd like. Kulisevsky is someone I'd like. And Rhys James is someone I'd like. Um, so, yeah, that, that sounds yeah, like I mean- a, a wise move. 
an early an early wild card this season isn't as big a deal because we're all going to have the extra wild card for the World Cup. So, and I don't see any big fixture swings where I'm going to suddenly want all the city players have have good fixtures. So just get the good players in and, and stick with them now. I think. Um, and I had to do something because this team is not working. It, as someone who's not on wild card, who would you, who would you, who you can't get to? Who are the players that you would love to have in your team, who you can't reach? Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would dearly, dearly, dearly like to get Martinelli. I just think that at, at his price point and his where he seems to be playing, he is. Um, he's in a really good position. What's frustrating is that if I'd moved a little bit earlier, then he could have been, um, uh, Martinelli could have been what is now Rodrigo. But again, you know, there's nothing I can do about that. Um, I think Kulazewski, if I had my time again, I would probably um, not go with Son and I would have Kulazewski to have that flexibility. But again, my my logic there is that Son is one of the best players in the game, you know, there or thereabouts should get you 200 points over the season. So um, I don't regret that, but equally it's, it's made it a little bit more, more tricky for me. And someone else you've mentioned already, Ivan, Tony, um, you know, they are people that I would, would like to get in there. Actually Zinchenko as well. Um, I just think Arsenal have, have started the season on fire and, and their fixtures right up until, Tottenham um, with the exception of well, with the exception or including Man United in game week six um, you know they've got a sea of really good fixtures with Bournemouth, Fulham, Villa, Everton you know uh, United, Everton, Brentford they're really nice fixtures and I, I it wouldn't surprise me at all if Arsenal kept four or five or six clean sheets in the next kind of six games um, yeah I've got so... I've got Saliba, Saliba in at the moment in this latest draft I've, I think they've got the best fixtures up until game week eight at least um yeah and then of course they're going to be battered by spurs in game week nine but um yeah up until game week eight they're very good fixtures uh, so they, yeah i had to get jesus in i couldn't have him punishing me i had to hold my hands up and say i've made a mistake <laughs> um and i will be captaining salah this week uh playing yeah. playing united i i reckon it's going to be like last season we could get a major haul from him and anyone who doesn't own him is going to go crashing down the ranks and anyone who co-hosts a podcast with them will go flying past them and normality will be restored. Well, I mean, it would have to be, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have Salah obviously. Um, I don't think that he won't do anything. Um, but I just hope that, yeah, I hope it's not too bad. Um, we will be recording, uh, in the direct aftermath of that, I suspect, or maybe maybe Tuesday, depending on um, on where we are with it. But um, but yeah, certainly when we when we meet again, my friend, uh, it will be it will be pretty painful for me. I and think. if you are if you yeah. are ranked at six million, there there is light at the end of the tunnel. There's there's 111 points between myself and first in the world. And 111 points is nothing. That's two. That's one game week. Last season, there was game weeks where people got over 200 points. So one or two good game weeks and it'll all turn around. There's no way I'll be 6 million next game week. I'm, I'm going to be top 5 million at least. I'm sure. <laughs> you will. You will. And, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint at the end of the day. And, you know, it's it's just about kind of making the decisions. Your team, your wildcard team, as is so often the way, is going to be so much better placed to to take on the rest of the the 
the season or until the international or till the World Cup, I should say. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's good. Um, let's have a very quick look at the FPL Faceoff League. Of course, the league doesn't matter at this stage. We all know that. Um, but if it did matter, um, then in fifth place we've got Karma Police. That is Tom's Strads. Um, AS fifteen uh, is in fourth. Cherry Pickers John Eric Torsteinson in uh, third. Um, Will Lofthouse, another shout out for Will, having a cracking season. Uh, lofty ambitions in second, um, but by three points ahead, Mandela Mensah. Uh, is winning the FPL Faceoff League. Now, don't forget, it is still possible to join that league. And if you are an active listener at the end of the season, then you could win yourself a um, a football replica shirt from a Premier League club of your choice. Uh, and all you need to do is join the uh, FPL Faceoff League code for that is 7QN. 6BY. That's 7 Quebec, November 6 Bravo Yankee. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Twitter at FPL Faceoff. Uh, obviously, there was a little bit of a pause there. I wasn't sure whether you were going to go in or, or not. <laughs> no, I just I zoned out while you were doing the, the leagues because I, I'm not here to, to worry about ranks. I'm here to just have fun, enjoy a hobby. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope I hope producer Glenn can be bothered to go through some old episodes and find some sound bites where you bang on about how important the league ranking is. Um, yes, well, tables have turned somewhat. Luck, Tom Glover back on top, smashing it. Yeah. <laughs> tables have turned somewhat. Um, do let us know how you're getting on and um, what your plans are for for game week three. And uh, as I say, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. And it is good night from me. And good night from me. Laters.